How are you, sir? Good. How are you? I'm fine. I'm calling from under my desk, as most people are. Well, uh, <laughs> we will survive. There you go. Uh, so, so the first question I, I, well, not question, the first statement I make is, I am so sorry to hear about your show. I've been saying I've been saying that at nauseum, but and in your case, I was I was heartbroken because I really wanted to see it. Uh, Thank you. Any any chance of it like uh, when when the smoke clears? Any chance of it going up again? Oh, I think there's a, a very strong chance. Good. Oh yeah, I think everyone is. Are we doing this? Is this a? Are we on now? You're on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, now he's going to put on the the the. Hello, this is Gary Morganstein. <laughs> yes, it's a very no, we're going to be back Good. there's very little doubt about that the, um, the the cast is enthused, in fact the actor said well, we're going to continue memorizing our lines uh, Ego Actus uh, Bruce Crane is the producer and Joan Kane is the brilliant director and everyone just loves it we were getting a lot of buzz um, and not just in terms of uh, publicity, but people who heard the story about, um, you know, it's a funny drama about racial harmony. And right. it's, um, you know, about an African-American newsstand owner who has to close his um, newsstand after 30 years in the East Village because of a rent increase. And then this um, eccentric Jewish communist throwback to the 1960s yep. who persuades him to fight back. So it's about, it's so timely. It's a, you were overcoming hate, we're finding faith, and we're fighting back. And you look around us now... And our faith is tested again. Completely. And I think, you know, I think people underestimate the, um, the strength of the human spirit. They forget that the, the species would have been extinct a long time ago if we didn't have this will to go forward. And we'll, we'll get through this. Yeah. Yeah. And there I, will be theater. Now, there's the big question. There will be theater. I'm asking, I'm asking all the people that, uh, for this podcast, um, What's going to happen when now? Now you and I are of a certain age that we remember uh, uh, the off-off Broadway movement. We remember uh, how how Reagan decided to cut funds for the arts. We remember AIDS. We remember nine eleven. We remember every known recession. Uh, so we remember it all. What's theater going to look like when this is over? You and I have seen it become Cats, where it became huge, uh, uh, splashy musicals that cost nine hundred dollars a ticket. But we also remember when Off-Off-Broadway became an entity. What do you think is going to happen now? I, I think that we might go back to the roots and have more theater about people because we live in a society that is just so overrun with identity politics, with hyphenation, hyphenated, you know, who we happen to be instead of who we are. Uh-huh. And I think we, we need to go back, if not to the old, you know, uh, kitchen sink dramas, but, you know, the family drawings, but something about relationships. Because remember, those thousand friends on Facebook are really not your friends. <laughs> the friends are the ones you call at, you know, two in the morning crying who will be on the phone with you for an hour. Yeah. And those are your friends. And I think we need to go back to those days of the importance of relationships, real relationships. And I, and I hope when we, everyone sees that we will survive, that there's not going to be armies, you know, moving across borders or riots, um, that people are going to work together. Maybe they'll grab the last roll of toilet paper from you, but they're not going to probably smack you up alongside your head either. And I think that people, you know, people are going to, people are basically decent, good people. And I think 
the theater will return to that, and maybe a little less of those musicals you talk about, costing $900 a ticket, and you know, a remake of some bad movie from 1947 becoming a musical, and like, come on, guys, let's talk about people. That's, that's my hope. 47 ain't so bad. It's the ones from the 80s that make me cringe sometimes, but that's just me. <laughs> yes, um, I'm with you, yeah. Now, now, so you say we're going back to the human drama. We're going back to the yeah. to, to the, yeah. to the Miller and the Williams of the world. Um, that, so, so here's my big question. How much are they going to cost? We, we've seen, like, we, like we've just jested, uh, not so much jest, that musicals can go to $900 a ticket. We've also seen where, where Thank You, Joseph Papp Theater has been free. Uh, where do you think the prices are going to go? I think they'll stabilize. I think you might see more small theaters. Uh -huh. I think you might see more theater companies. I think people might have more things to talk about. I think you might someday see um, streaming, if it could somehow be worked out somehow uh, with with the um, with the unions. And I understand they, of course, they want to protect their actors. I completely support that. But I think you might see more accessibility to theater, not just in the theater. And I think that would be <laughs> wonderful. You know, if you, if you remember, there was once upon a time the golden age of television. Not now. I took the first golden age of television. <laughs> Thank in you. the 50s. When you had, you know, now you and I, thank goodness, we're still too young to re quite remember that. <laughs> but you had live um, theater. For the, for, you know, it was television dramas, but it was essentially theater because the people who, was, who were writing it came from theater. Um, that was their training. The actors came from theater. And you really had that once upon a time. And if we don't necessarily have it on TV, all the different um, portals and, uh, and places to to see content. Now, I think you might see that if something could be worked out where actors' um, rights are protected and they get the, the share that they should, of course, get and everyone involved. And I think you that uh, sometimes people come out of, you know, crises better. I, I, I agree, and I'm thrilled to hear you say that. You're, you're, I've considered you a brilliant man, and so so an idea I had, if you, if you think it's a good one, then I, I know it really is. I thought we're going to go back to the Playhouse 90, the, the Hallmark Hall of Fame, where, where they would do a television version of the latest Broadway show or something yeah. like that. Um, you're right. I think, I think if the unions can comply, if the theaters can comply, and if there's enough uh, 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 technology for it, after a show runs, to have it have one performance somewhere that, that goes streaming or something like that. Broadway HD basically becoming all theater HD would probably yes. be a brilliant, brilliant concept at this point. I agree. And uh, people need to know, you know, you know our society, children need to um, have the sense of theater. I think, you know, like many things nowadays, um, such a concept is getting lost among the young. And I think, you see, in England, it's still, you know, there's still a, a tradition there, and I think it would do a lot of good for America's youth to be involved in theater more. I, I agree, and if we if we give it to the venue that they have right now accessible, if they can watch a play on their phone, uh, eventually they're going to want to get out there. Do you think people? Do you think uh, uh, now you're talking about the human drama? So so let's get reality on that. Do you think that uh, people are going to really want to go out when this is all over? Are people going to be just starving for for hand to hand attention? Do you think? Yes. Do you think the bars oh, and everything yeah. are just going to overflow? The theaters will overflow. The the restaurants will overflow. I think once people are really assured that it's safe, yeah, 
and that's going to take a while. I don't think it's suddenly going to be, you know, mobs coursing through the streets. I think it's going to take a while. People are going to, they might have gotten used to being home, but I think, you know, you know, think about it. We've already lived in a sense of self-imposed isolation through our social media silence. That's true. Uh, you know, Jennifer Aniston said something very smart. She said they, they couldn't do friends again because, you know, four or five friends sitting in a coffee sh- um, house wouldn't be talking. They'd be on their phones. Right. So, you know, I think we've already descended into that, unfortunately, which is why, you know, we're making the difficulty of relationships so much more difficult in this society, which is why I'm hoping theater, you know, will go back to that. Um, but I think we've, we're in such isolation now that we've got to move out of it. We've got to get back to, you know, associating with people. I, I think you're right. I think as long as, uh, w- when it's imposed, you just do it so much, and then after a point, you get sick of it. So, yes. so yeah, I think I think that's gonna that's gonna really make a difference. Oh, that's great. What are you doing now? What's uh, what? No, you made you made the comment. Okay, I'm going back to my novels. Have you begun a new novel? Have you begun a new play or anything like that? Well, you know, I was just um, now that the the shock of the play being postponed passed. Mm. You know, helped by red wine and some online <laughs> yoga. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> always, you know, thank goodness for my my Jaya uh, Yoga Studio, which. Uh, is offering online classes. Uh, my 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 last novel, A Mound Over Hell, is um, in hardcover, and my that's book one and book two. Uh, a fastball for freedom will be out next year, and not coincidentally, uh, it's dystopian science fiction set just on the edge of the twenty second century in a in a in a, an America which has lost World War Three. So yes, yeah, so it, out of the ashes, a new society comes about. So. I know a little bit about the dystopian. I, I might, working on book three, I might have to take a breath because all oh, this might be a little too close. Ah, uh, yeah. And, you know, you got to sometimes step back and let it absorb. But um, I just might drink a little more red wine, actually. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's good for the heart, I'm told. It is. It's very good for the heart. Chocolate, you know, Netflix. Terror TV. you got to go to Terror yeah. TV. Um, uh, so, so, uh, so, so you're thinking you might pull back a little bit on the novel, but you think it's like going to be a really apt thing to, to talk about in terms of this. Do you think you're not going to be alone? You think we're going to have a lot of plays and movies and, and novels and everything depicting, uh, disease and germ warfare and other things like that? You think this is going to become a major topic? Uh, not unlike AIDS. When AIDS came out, all of a sudden we the theater changed so completely with the most compelling works on the topic. You think, you think if nothing else, we're going to have some amazing works come out of this? I think it will, it, it might not necessarily be about the coronavirus. Uh, you, you know, you, you have the documentaries, you have the true story about how uh, this, this country, this government, this person missed the, 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 you know, the signs and, you know, the exposes. You're going to probably have some of that, how soon people want to watch a movie about what they've just lived through is something else mm-hmm. to shift gears and give them the same kind of drama, but in different genres and transfer the emotions into something else because it might be too close for people. And let's hope that, you know, this passes in a couple months and it's, you know, it's, it will be contained. 
how about the financial part of this? I, I, I agree with, with you, with Bernie Sanders and many others who've said it's a disease and it will pass. How about the financial part of this? What do you think we're going to look like financially when this is all over? Well, I think people's um, savings have been taking a big hit. I think it'll come back. Uh, again, uh, you know, the government's pumping money into it. People, uh, you, know, you know, there's a hit now because uh, businesses are closed. Well, they're going to reopen. Bars and restaurants and on and on will reopen and people will go back to work. And uh, remember, everyone is hoarding food. Um, you know, myself included, I went and I said, oh, I better order, uh, you know, a case of wine. Is what they're going to do my liquor store. And I don't want to sound like, you know, the typical writer drunk. But, you know, you, want, you, you know, I made sure that I had food in the freezer. Everyone does. But of the course. fact is that the food supply is, is uninterrupted. It's not like there's locusts ravaging the farms or anything. That's so, a I mean, really is, good point. <laughs> you know, right? I mean, is, factories are open. And so people just have to take a little bit of a breath. And I think it'll take a while. I think it's going to take the sheen off the economy. Um, it could very, very well affect the November election. I would think so. Okay. Um, I mean, in, in, a, in a very strong way. I think he would have said, you know, two months ago that given the strong economy, Trump was the favorite to win re-election. I don't think he could make that bet anymore. Uh, for sure. You no. know, I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm not talking politics, but I think it's probably even money then. Yeah. To see, you know, how he handles it and how the country comes out of it. But I think people, you know, have been rocked on their heels. And I think it's scary to look at the stock market. And, and again, now I'm a populist, okay? So I, but still, the stock market is tens and tens of millions of regular people with their 401ks in them. And their retirement, it's not just the rich there right. who are looking at their money disappearing. And, you know, it's all, so when the stock market goes up, the average person is helped too. Not as much as the billionaires, of course. Right. But, um, so I think it scares everyone when the stock market's closed and you worry, well, is the country going into a recession? And I think, and I think what's so bewildering is that everything's happened so quick. And I really think it's the fear. I think it's, the sense of not knowing what's going on and who's in charge and what's being done. And I think as you see across the board, steps being taken everywhere in the world in different stages by not just governments, but by private industry, either. stopping baseball, for example, things like that, shutting down theaters, or, you know, just trying to make sure that people are not in positions to, um, to be, you know, contagious, I think right. it's slowly going to reassure people a little bit. But the, 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 the thing is, the irony is that the number of cases will spike. And you go, oh, no. But that's because there's more testing. Of so course. Say, well, we don't, right? So on the one hand, it's like, holy smokes, this just went up, you know, 20%. But that's because we're getting testing. They, I, I've heard many times they say, oh, for every hundred people that, that have been confirmed, there's a thousand people out there that, that have yet to be confirmed as having it. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like we're, we're discovering the truth, and maybe the truth isn't so pretty to see, but at least we're getting it. Exactly. And also the flip side is that there are people who don't know they have it. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, and, I, and again, I'm not minimizing this in any sense, but people think, oh, I just have a cold, or I just don't feel well. Instead of keeling over. Now, we know who's at risk. Yeah. And, you know, every measures have to be taken, serious measures. And the 
and other societies are doing that. But that's kind of, again, there's, it, it, it's not just, and you will appreciate this, Mr. Horror Talk Show, it's, <laughs> it's not quite as, it's not the zombie apocalypse. No, no. People are, are, are and, jesting and, over that, but no, it's, it's not. It's, it's really not. And even in China, someone told me that the number of cases dropped to 24 yesterday. Now, it, it could be, you know, the trend is dropping as they're containing yeah. it. And that's, and we're seeing that it's going to take a while. And people are going to die, and that's horrible. Absolutely horrible. But it's, I, I think that the government and everyone has risen up and taken a stand and saying we, we we're going to do something about it. So to have something like the 1918 flu epidemic, which, mm. you know, killed tens of millions of people. Right. Before medicines, uh, these are uncharted times. Yeah. We don't know. Um, the theater will be back. And, and actually, we're, we're, we're sort of lucky. We have enough medicine, enough technology, so that something like the 1918 flu is not going to happen yes. again. Yes. I, I also think we have enough, and talking about the media, we have enough uh, ways of seeing the politicians' metal. There are politicians now that... Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm recalling a time when I was a kid in public school. I was chased home from school by this bunch of bullies every day for the longest time. And one day, I just couldn't stand it anymore. I turned around and said, okay, who, 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 who wants to hit me? Who wants to, who wants to hit me? I'm, I'm ready to fight. And all of them just sort of walked away. Uh, yeah. uh, so I think we're going to get points now where, where the world is going to turn on every kind of news, and they're going to see the way politicians are. And I think we're going to have a yeah. new outlook on who we consider our leaders. Yes. So well, would that be nice? That would be lovely. And then, then we can I all... Wish, I, wish, I, I wish I was that optimistic. Oh. <laughs> I, have more faith in the, I have more faith in the average person than the politicians. Oh, I have no faith in politicians. But I, yeah, I have faith that people will see who the good politicians yeah. are. Yeah, well, let's hope so, yes. Yeah, really. Gary, thank you so much. May, may the first time we, we get outside of our apartments is to go see your show. Uh, uh, keep safe, drink wine, wash your hands, uh, uh, and, and thank you so much. Uh, uh, keep me posted on everything, and, and, and I'll see you real soon. Yes, and, ev and everyone out there, please stay safe. There you go. I agree. Take care. Thanks, pal. Thank you, Jay. Bye-bye.